So I made you a free guided meditation, which is all about gratitude. Now, I know people talk about gratitude all the time, but there is a good reason why we really want to cultivate feelings of gratitude every single day. There is so much scientific evidence to show the relationship between gratitude and well-being, and multiple studies suggest that people who feel more grateful are far more likely to have high levels of happiness, as well as significantly lower levels of depression and stress. And one thing that I have found about gratitude is that the more you tap into it, the more you find things to be grateful for every day, the more things start to come into your life that make you feel grateful. Now, this freebie is a meditation, as I say, and I'm sure you've also heard about the huge benefits of having a regular meditation practice. So this is a double whammy of a meditation and a way to cultivate feelings of gratitude every day. It's only about 15 minutes, and I guarantee you that if you do this meditation, every single day consistently, over time, you are going to feel better. You're going to feel calmer. You're going to feel happier. You're going to feel more connected, more present, and more able to respond to things rather than just react. So to get my free meditation, all you've got to do is go to lucymegason.com forward slash meditation. Once again, that's lucymegason, M-E-G-G-E-S-O-N, lucymegason.com forward slash meditation. Okay, let's get on with the episode. Hey there, and welcome to my Saturday mini-sode. I know that weekends can often be quite difficult when you're single and you don't have kids. So I wanted to do a very short episode every Saturday morning, just so that you can listen to someone first thing on a Saturday who totally gets it, who totally has your back, and who knows that weekends can still be awesome, even more so, when you're on your own. I'm gonna be talking about all sorts of things from my general wonderings to my words of wisdom about life. Take the word wisdom with a huge pinch of salt to stuff that I'm currently obsessed with, whether that be books or music or podcasts. Whatever it is, I really hope that you guys will enjoy it. So, without further ado, here we go. Hey, and welcome back to my Saturday mini-sode. So, I had a message from a listener a few weeks ago, which has prompted me to talk about this topic, and I thought I would first read out her message anonymously, of course. So, here's what she said. Would you ever do a show on how to ensure we don't slowly age into bitter old women? I am single by circumstance, I am divorced and both my ex and any new boyfriends find my personality way too independent and I just have very little interest in sex, I've always been that way. You can imagine that most men are not looking for that kind of partner, I have come to accept I am who I am. I would love to find an equally independent minded partner to share life with but I think it is more likely that it will not happen. At 62, I have a fulfilling life. I know in my 70s, 80s and 90s, my life will get smaller and I'll get lonelier. I watched my mum become old and bitter as a divorcee. How do I make sure to avoid that same fate? So firstly, thank you to the person who sent this in. I really hope that this mini-sode will be of some help to you. In fact, I hope that this mini-sode will be of some help to a lot of you. 
The thing I found really interesting about this message was the second half. And that's what I'm going to focus on. So to read it again, it said, I would love to find an equally independent minded partner to share life with, but I think it's more likely that will not happen. At 62, I have a fulfilling life. I know in my 70s, 80s and 90s, my life will get smaller and I'll get lonelier. I watched my mum become old and bitter as a divorcee. How do I make sure to avoid the same fate? So this is the perfect excuse to talk once again about why focus is key. So I'll start by saying that if we're thinking that it's unlikely that we're going to find someone, that's what we're going to get, not finding someone. And I realise that this is something I touch on a lot, but I do not think that I can say it enough times because until we really get our heads around and understand the fact that our lives are largely the result of how we're thinking, we will not change our lives. And one of the main things that I want to say is that we tend to get what we expect. And to relate back to this message, this lady is saying that she knows that when she gets into her 70s, 80s and 90s, her life will get smaller and lonelier. Her mum became bitter and she's worried that she will too. And she's absolutely right that if she knows that, then her life will indeed get smaller and she will get lonelier and she probably will end up old and bitter. And whilst I will acknowledge that yes, as we get older, we can't do the same things that we used to. We lose people, of course, that's a part of life and getting older. But what I want to impress here is that if we're walking into older age, quote unquote, knowing that it's going to be awful and we're going to end up bitter and whatever else then that is what we will get. And so this mini-sode isn't actually about how not to get lonely and bitter in our old age. It's about life at any age. Where we put our attention matters. It matters a lot. It matters a hell of a lot. And that is exactly the same as saying what we're thinking about matters. It's the same thing. Because what we're thinking about is where we are putting our attention. And wherever we're putting our attention is where we're putting our energy. And our energy is what is bringing things into our lives. What we are tuned into, we will find more of. Essentially, what you think about and focus on is what you will see and who you will become. I heard somebody say the other day, where your attention goes is where your creation flows. And that goes for creating positive things or creating negative things. Creating a positive life for yourself or creating a negative life for yourself. If you don't want something, but you are constantly thinking about it and you are constantly focused on it, all you're doing is bringing the exact thing that you don't want into your life. The more you put your attention on the thing you don't want, the more of it you're going to get. So if you keep thinking that you're never going to find a partner who is right for you because you're too independent or you're too this or that, then that's what you're going to get. And I'm going to use an analogy that I think we'll all be able to relate to. We need to think of our minds and our lives like our Instagram feeds. The things on Instagram that we spend the most time looking at are the things that we get served up again and again and again, because that is how the Instagram algorithm works. So 
Let's say we're scrolling through Instagram and we land on a video of a cute puppy and we focus on it. We watch the reel and then Instagram gives us another reel of a cute puppy. And again, we watch that reel. So we're placing even more focus on the puppy reels. And then guess what? We'll get more of them. And the more puppy reels we watch, we're going to keep getting more and more and more of them. And they will make us feel good, most likely. And we might also scroll through and stop scrolling because of a reel uh, of somebody, you know, really inspirational that captures our attention. And so we watch that reel. And then Instagram shows us another reel from that person or on a reel on a similarly uplifting topic. And we watch that one too. We give more of our attention to that thing. And so Instagram continues to give us those kinds of reels as long as we keep focusing on them. Because when we focus on them, it's designed to give us more of them. And this is great if you're watching reels that make you feel good and motivated and positive and happy. But what if we watch every single reel about the situation in Israel and Palestine? The more of those we watch, then the more of those we get. So we watch even more of them. And as a result, we're going to feel really, really awful. We're going to feel sad and hopeless. And we're going to feel like the world is a terrible, awful, scary place. And that people are terrible and awful and scary, which of course some of them are. But the more we tune into that, the more of it we're going to get. And the more it will affect the way that we feel. And as long as we place our focus on those reels, we're guaranteed to get more of them. So it's the same with our lives. If I start focusing on the fact that I'm single and everybody else is in a relationship and all single people are lonely and miserable and desperate because that is where I'm placing my focus, that is what I'm going to get more of. That is what my brain is going to show me more of. I'm going to notice all of the things in the world that confirm to me the things that I'm focused on. And the more attention I give to the fact that being single is awful and I'm lonely and I'm never going to get a boyfriend, then that is exactly what I will find in my life because that's how it works. It works the same way as the Instagram algorithm. So to go back to my listener and her message... Firstly, if you want a relationship, but you know or you assume that there is no one out there who is going to love and accept you for everything that you are, because you believe that, you know, there's something about you that nobody is going to find acceptable, then you can bet your bottom dollar that you will remain single because you're doing your absolute best consciously or unconsciously to bring more of the same into your life. You're putting all of your energies into the thing that you don't want. Your attention is always on, I'm never going to find anybody. And the same with assuming that your life is going to get smaller and lonelier as you get older. This simply doesn't have to be the case. You need to be looking to those people who are older, but who are living fabulous, fulfilling lives. Because if you look for them, you will find them. And that is one of the ways that we expand our belief of what is possible for us by finding other people who are living that life. So 
instead of thinking about how your life will inevitably become smaller, start thinking about it differently. Start looking for evidence that that doesn't necessarily need to be the case. You can meet new people at any age, but you've got to put the right frequency out there to attract the right people into your life and the right circumstances. And by feeling as though you already know that life is going to get worse, then it probably will. So we have to change what we're tuning into, change what we're engaging with, tune into the things we want and we'll get more things like that. And this is another thing that I've mentioned God knows how many times before on the podcast, but what we're consuming every day is huge. What you're tuning into becomes the truth for you what you're listening to, who you're following on social media, who you're hanging out with, these things become what you believe to be the truth about life and the world. I'll give you an example with me. So I listen to almost exclusively content that is about growth and expansion and self-development. And most of the people I follow on Instagram are also about that. I read books about it. I listen to podcasts about it, etc., etc. Um, I don't tend to watch the news or read the news. Most of the people I spend time with lift me up, make me feel good. And the majority of my days are spent working on this podcast. So thinking creatively, uh, working on my membership, working on another big project that I'm currently focused on, uh, you know, going for walks by the river. So spending time every day in nature and then also listening to inspirational content of some type or another. And when I spend time on Instagram, which I tend to do only once a day, my feed is full of people talking in a very positive way about life and opportunity and what is possible. These are the things that my attention is on most of the time. And so that is where my energy goes. And as you know, I'm very, very intentional about all these things. And subsequently, the way that I mostly, not all of the time, but the way that I mostly think about life is that we live in an amazing world. There is so much good out there, so many amazing people, so much to do and see, so much to become, so much opportunity. You know, we get to create the lives that we want to live. We're the authors of our stories. And All of this stuff has had an effect on my thoughts and my feelings. And I've been tuning into this stuff for so long now that it's in my subconscious mind. I've impressed it upon my subconscious. I've literally reprogrammed my subconscious to think about life in a way that serves me, in a way that I want to think about life rather than a way that doesn't serve me or, you know, the way that I don't want to think about it. And that affects the actions I take, it affects how I behave, it affects how I live my life and therefore what results I get and what my life looks like. And the way that this works becomes even more clear to me when I end up going down, for example, a social media rabbit hole, you know, that makes me feel not good. 
So I will occasionally, like all of us, find myself coming across something on Instagram when I'm scrolling through that captures my attention. And instead of scrolling past, I'll engage with it. And occasionally, you know, like an hour will go by and I'll eventually come up for air and I'll realize how gross I feel. And I will be feeling not good. I'll just be feeling a bit yuck, a bit down or whatever it may be. Perhaps it's because I've been looking through someone's Instagram who I start comparing myself to and so I suddenly feel really insecure or maybe some celebrity will come up on my feed and for whatever reason I just end up feeling a bit crap about myself when I watch reels of their life. But like I said, our minds work exactly like our Instagram feeds. So in real life, because of what I actually consume most of the time, I will tend to find more stuff like that in life. And because of where I tend to place my focus, my mind serves me up more stuff like that. My thoughts these days tend to more automatically go to the good stuff that makes me feel good because I've been so freaking intentional about where I've been placing my focus for the last few years. This is how it gets to be more automatic, that you change the way that you think, and as a result, you change what your life looks like. And of all the stuff I've talked about on this podcast in relation to mindset and spirituality, I really think that the most important thing is to carefully curate what you allow into your mind, because it is this that is going to have the biggest impact on the way that you think and the way that you feel and then the actions you take in your life and what you subsequently start attracting into your life. And look, I don't skip around 24-7 because I'm human and I also have negative thoughts and emotions every day. You know, I'll find myself going down a really negative spiral. But these days, because I'm so aware of where my focus is, um... I'm much better able to pull myself out of those sort of thought patterns and shift my attention elsewhere. And, you know, I'm talking generally here because when something bad happens, then of course we're going to feel bad and we're allowed to feel bad and we should. But I'm talking, you know, about sort of more more in general in your life. So yes, try and think of your mind as the same as the algorithm on Instagram. Wherever you place your focus, your brain is going to find more stuff like that, good or bad. And when we think of the future and potentially being single when we're older and what that means, it means whatever we decide it means. And it's up to us to, you know, what we believe about being single and getting older. Of course things change as we age and some things will become more difficult. That's all a part of aging. But what doesn't have to be the case is that we're miserable and lonely and our lives become, you know, really small and depressing. That is not the case for every single woman in her 70s, 80s or 90s. So don't write the final decades of your life off as some kind of sentence because it doesn't have to be that way. You could end up finding some of your coolest friends when you're 80. You know, other people who are looking to make the bloody most of their old age in the same way that you are. But it is a question of tuning into that station in order to find it. 
we've got to realize that we need to tune into the things that we want, not the things that we don't want. And like I say, as the years go by and I get better and better and better at this, far from perfect, but I'm definitely better than I used to be, it changes everything about your life because you start just feeling automatically more positive about things than you might than you perhaps otherwise would so yeah I really hope that this episode has been valuable in some way and helpful in some way because I cannot say enough how important it is that we're watching where where we're placing off our attention and we're watching what we're thinking about and we're watching how we're feeling every single day we've got to be mindful about this stuff every day and yeah again what are you consuming because all of those things the people the programs the podcasts the books everything it's you know our follow the people we're following it's all having such a big impact on how we feel about our lives. So ask yourself, how do you want your life to look and how do you want to feel? And find things to consume every single day that are going to mirror what you want, not what you don't want. Anyway, that's enough from me for this week. Um, As I say, I hope this has been helpful in some way and I'll see you back here on Tuesday. Okay, bye.